0: Welcome to the Daily Objective. And today we're going to be talking about a topic I can't imagine anyone has any strong opinions about. There's a recall election happening in California. That's right. It's that time of year. All the leaves are brown and the sky is gray. Get out there and vote or mail it in. Um, I take it I'm supposed to be excited about Larry Elder. That's, you know, I was literally just driving out before we got before we began the show and i drove by the viper room that's you know that's where the the hard asses hang out i think johnny depp owns it oh maybe i'll find out uh th- during the show but it's like uh it's like the one of the last rock and roll spots on earth the viper room and the, the marquee says governor elder mm. wow a new age is upon us over over the viper room over the viper room yes sir wow okay and if you're wondering who that is let me introduce the co-host today uh first we've got a guy who he's a native californian you know local boy makes good they said in uh in north hollywood finally one of our one of our own makes national prominence please welcome hollywood's mark pellegrino what's up <laughs> excited and here to help us understand it as a guy who frankly is not even american himself but seems to have a lot of opinions about our business. Please welcome Nikos
1: (laughs) Sotirakopoulos. Hi, everyone. So today my role is just to give you some of the facts so so as to understand what is this recall election. So what is a recall election? So recall elections are something which is very unusual. I think it's only the fourth time in history where we have a recall election for a governor. So the record election is not even allowed in all states. It's allowed in 19 states. And it's a measure that basically says in case our governor is so bad, if everything goes wrong, we have a way to recall them. Now, it has been attempted numerous times, but it has only been achieved to reach the threshold four times. So how do you reach that threshold? You collect a particular amount of signatures. In this case, it was, I think, something like 1.5 million signatures within 160 days. And it was achieved actually earlier. And they are against the Democrat governor of California, Gavin Newsom. And what is the problem that many people have with the governor? So, actually, this process started before COVID. So the main issue is uh, has to do with uh, homelessness, with the energy prices, with with rising criminality. But the fact that the California governor has been one of the strictest advocates of a very draconian approach to COVID only added to the to the momentum. When it comes to predictions, most uh, predictions say that the governor is not going to be recalled but who knows it's a very unusual election because the majority or a big amount of votes is going to be casted by mail which makes any prediction even more difficult so how do you recall a governor you need to so there are two ballots two questions on the ballot the one question is do you want to recall the current governor Gavin Newsom and the second question is if you recall him if you want him recalled and if he gets recalled who do you want to be the new governor and then you have a list of many names. So for Newsom to be recalled, uh, there needs to be the vote of 50% plus one. And then anyone who has majority from the second ballot is the governor. So first question, do you want to recall him? If the answer is yes, I want to recall him more than 50%, then on the second ballot, whichever name has the more votes and the name with the more votes in the second ballot will probably be, Uh, Larry Elder, uh, then he's going to be the new governor. So these are the facts. I'm throwing the ball back to the people who know way more about California.
0: Well, uh, I guess that includes me. Now, I've lived here for seven or eight years and I am leaving. So my basic approach, my basic response to this whole story is, you figure this out, I'm out. But uh, Mark, you know, you, I think, mentioned in a previous episode that you were uh, obviously in California when Schwarzenegger pulled the same thing total recall right and he became actual governor wow a republican governor in California what can possibly go wrong well what can possibly go right what can possibly go what's going to happen what came of it all there's my question uh do you have an opinion about this whole situation that comes well, for- to mind
2: First of all i I should have voted for mcclintock in that recall election i was swayed into voting for uh schwarzenegger because i listened to michael medved at the time and i shouldn't have the man of real principle the man i think who stood for quote unquote conservative ideas such as they are i mean you and you we all know that that's not not really saying much but it was certainly saying a lot more than arnold schwarzenegger who turned out to be more of a, a a rhino uh republican in name only and uh proceeded to you know pretty much carry carry the banner for the left. Now Larry Elder is a very different story. I think Larry Elder identifies as a libertarian. I think he's had to take up the Republican mon- moniker um because that's where the money is and that's where the support is. Unfortunately, he does hold some positions that are uh that are in in sync with uh Republican positions. Uh, he's um He's uh, anti-abortion and um, he has some other ideas that I think are a little hokey, but in my view, don't really affect uh, the state of things here. What's what's most important is he, I think, will. Uh, I don't think he could do much, you know, given the fact that the legislature is all of one party. But I think he can significantly slow down the regressive progress towards. Uh, energy scarcity and uh, perpetual droughts and uh, growing homeless populations increasing crime and disease in the streets and uh, all of the trends that uh that newsom and his democratic compadres have been setting in motion he, he can't reverse them but i think he can slow them down and he could use the bully pulpit of the governorship to articulate ideas better than uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger could, uh, uh, more effectively than, than uh, I think people uh, would consider maybe even a Reagan. I think much more effectively than, than someone like that. So I think it's important to have somebody like him as a communicator in
0: the top seat. Wow. And Reagan used to give uh, <laughs> a lot of wonderful speeches back in his young, back in his day. So uh, the fact you like Larry Elder more than Reagan, it sounds like, is interesting. Is that right?
2: I, I, yeah, I, I mean, I, I like him for a number of reasons. I think pr- practically speaking, he is he's an anomaly. He's something that the left can't handle because he's a guy who uh, an African American man who grew up in, in South Central Los Angeles. He's, he doesn't come from a privileged background, but he embraces America American ideals. He's rational and, uh, <clears throat> and stands against much of what I think regressive culture is throwing at us now. And they they can't handle him. They can't handle him as easily as they can, you know, a uh, a white guy standing up there and saying something similar.
0: Yeah. So it's things like that uh, that maybe used to excite me a bit more, like whoa, a, a black guy from you know the get <coughs> a, a free market kind of libertarian guy like that would have excited me maybe in the '90s or whenever. But like we've seen this, to me, we've seen this already. You know, Milo. Yiannopoulos called himself a libertarian. He was supposed to be like the gay conservative. I can't believe this. He's a, the gay libertarian. He's he's breaking barriers. He's making the world a safe space for free speech. And we're going to turn to individualism. And I just I, I'm I'm just so over it. I see kind of what happens with these uh, barrier breakers. That the guy who who shatter the expectations of identity politics. I've seen time and time again, uh, sooner or later, they all fall in line with the partisan divide and, uh, the way that the partisan, uh, side of the aisle on the Republican side has been going lately. I don't expect Larry Elder to be a self-proclaimed libertarian for very long. Well, well, but in part that
2: guy, that guy was a rabble rouser and he was a polemicist on purpose, you know, and he burst onto the scene. Larry Elder has been on the scene for almost 20 years. And his ideology is very clear and very stable, hasn't really shifted other than his party affiliation, which I think was a sort of practical move for him, (coughs) considering there's no real alternatives that that can be taken seriously. As far as I'm concerned, that's our job. That's our job as objectivists to go out there and present the political alternative to the Republicans and the Democrats that somebody like a Larry Elder can... Grasp onto. Now I've communicated with Larry Elder and DMs before. I've tried to convince him to come over to the Capitalist Party. I've tried to do that with a you we know, justin Amash with a few people out there that I think um ha- have enough principles of liberty to to add enough marquee value to really lift uh the the true alternative party up out there. But you know, it 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 doesn't work for them unless there is a big structure behind it and lots of money. So I don't think you're going to see Larry Elder pull uh, uh, whatever that guy's, y- Yiannopoulos, whatever his name was. Um, he's, he's not bent that way, but he has adopted uh, some parts of the conservative platform that I find disagreeable.
1: That will give to people the main points of uh, Elder's campaign. I think it's so yes. that they have some context on what we're talking about. <laughs> So it's mostly one thing is the cost of housing and how is he going to keep it down by repealing useless regulation. So for me, that's a massive thumbs up. Second thing is energy. So make sure that California does not go down the path of expensive renewable energy. How is he going to do that? Number one, uh, not close the last nuclear reactor. I think the last one in California and allowing uh, oil and gas, the production of the extraction of oil and gas again in California. For me, this is massive, very important. So two good points. Uh, Third issue is offer school choice. So he comes from a notoriously bad school, a school that uh, is an environment that is not good for the future of people, particularly from disadvantaged backgrounds. So he he makes the case for school choice, very important, very good third good point and then is the other point is that he's economically literate enough to understand the minimum wage is not good but he's not brave enough to make this as his uh, as his flag so he says i don't believe in the minimum wage but i'm not gonna begin by slashing the minimum the minimum wage so there he there he's a he's a bit of a mix a bit of pragmatist there but okay it's kind of understandable uh, in terms of a, of, of a politician so if you think about what is the average conservative let's say party line during the Trump era his party line is much 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 better there's not too much nationalism there's not too much stuff against immigration i mean, I mean at least what is the, the core of his message so i'm a bit more optimist than uh, than compared to your average trumpian uh, Trumpian conservatives.
2: Well, he's he's nothing he's nothing like that. And uh, and I think his liber- his libertarian roots run deeper than the, the pragmatism of uh, latching himself onto the Republican Party. But I don't know if this is in his platform, or you could tell me, Nikos, what does he say about water conservation? Do you know, oh, is it in he, his has,
1: he has a brilliant uh, <laughs> take there where he's in favor of saline desalinating water? Now I'm I don't know the economic specifics of this, but the mere fact that someone has the vision to do this, I find this heartwarming. So the fact that someone can think big and cannot go with the boring low horizons, well, you, we can't do much. Whenever the nature throws something at us, we just need to set back and uh, and retreat our way of life or something like that. The mere fact that he has these big visions uh, about uh, about water. Again, I haven't seen into this detail, but this is something that I consider uh, that I consider very positive, and something which is missing today. Today well, we we experience the politics of low horizons. So I really well, like this. Well,
2: and also the the politics of environmentalism that subordinates human needs to, let's say, the needs of salmon runs. If you drive any, if you drive down the central uh, Central California, you'll you'll see fallow uh, farmland for miles and miles and miles, and the occasional sign saying Congress caused drought. Now we've we're back in a drought here, and a couple of years ago we had such heavy snowpack in in the Sierras that there, by by any conceivable measure, if we had proper storage facilities and didn't divert water to these fish runs and these fisheries, uh, uh, we would have plenty of water. We wouldn't have to you know sacrifice our own well-being or wants or comfort um, in 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 order to uh, to conserve water. So I would say that certainly water storage facilities have to be rebuilt. I don't think they have been upgraded since the early 1900s. And we have to stop prioritizing um, fish and uh, invertebrates over human life and prosperity. And if if Larry Elder puts that in his uh, in his program, I think he would be absolutely the best candidate probably to ever march into that office, which he won't. I think he's going to lose, to be honest with you.
0: It seems like the predictions are saying he will lose, but um, you never know. They said the same thing about Donald Trump. Uh, A few super chats, we got Marylene with $5, thank you. Marylene again with $2, she says that describes most of them. I don't even know what she's responding to, but I agree. It does describe most of them. Louise with four pounds, thank you. And Jonathan with 4.99, American, thank you. Tessie, is it pronounced? Thank you for the 4.49 now um we know that like democrats or leftists they have the the race card like when if you're not on board with them they call you racist and i think recently republicans have come up with their own card which is voter fraud anytime they lose anytime they don't like the way things turn out it's voter fraud so i think they're already predicting uh larry elder will lose by voter fraud Uh, i think he might have made a remark or two uh to that effect which is very disheartening which kind of uh takes a lot of my enthusiasm out of it uh, something Yaron brooke has said which i agree with is that one of the effects of trump is that republicans need to please the trump crowd to to have a place in the republican party that's one of the residual effects and it's true so you can't today have larry elder running as a republican saying okay forget about trump forget about all this uh you know conspiratorial nonsense let's get back to maybe what the republicans stood for 10 years ago no he would he would uh get uh, run out of town um so it's uh you know it is disheartening to see that that's taken place also thank you marilyn for two dollars she says tazy thank you for that um yeah and you know and of course you know i i'm the bad guy for, for pointing these things out for complaining about republicans if it wasn't true like if it wasn't uh if, if my point that trump has changed republicans if that wasn't true then why would people jump down my throat when i criticize trump if trump is history if he's not relevant anymore right i could run my mouth about him and nobody would care but the fact that even people who watch this channel are so protective over poor donnie trump uh i think tells you the effect Look, that he's had
2: but even before trump i i used to i used to watch uh uh laura ingram and some of the pundits on the other side extol the virtues of populism so trump is sort of uh is the is the ugly demon child of a movement that's been brewing there for a long time both sides have accepted um spoil system democracy as the as the right way to go and they're just they're they're trying to claim the supremacy of the biggest group uh in order to dominate politics so this populism has been going on for quite a while um and nobody's nobody's stopped it so we so we now see trump so the, the ultimate uh version of that
1: yeah a bit of a uh, need for some devil's advocacy here At the same time, though, without the energy of the fight back that this whole populist appeal has had in the last years, I don't think we would expect that we would see even the possibility of the discussion about recalling a democratic governor from California. No matter how abysmal his record is, no matter how bad the way he treated the whole COVID issue is, I think that there is something in this energy that populism has brought to the conservative movement. Unfortunately, it's a populist directed towards populist slogans, not good slogans, yet every now and then you can find someone who looks better than that and he can ride this wave of this energy. And that's what I see Elder doing. And another question which we didn't have time to discuss, so (coughs) Raka, if you're up for it, we can discuss it tomorrow. The politics of California in general, We have in our mind California as a red state, not red, like conservative red, red as its far left. But if you see it historically, and even till some decades ago, it didn't used to be this way. So it's a very interesting discussion maybe to be had uh, tomorrow. How did California end up so on the one hand, such a lefty state and on the other hand, there are scenes that you see in the in the in the streets that remind you almost of atlas part three the homelessness crime with people uh, striking it off which is one of the reasons why most of the candidates play the law and order cards even even the governor himself so these these are some interesting things that we could further uh, discuss uh, maybe tomorrow if we see that there's any interest and if raka you're you're up for it
0: I could try i don't know how much i have to contribute but yeah mark were you about to i
2: yeah i don't don't know how much i would be able to contribute either but it is the home of the uc system and berkeley was sort of the font of i guess it was the entry place for cultural marxism in california and 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 uh for, for the growth of the students for a democratic society and much of the the marxist militancy that we see that is now just part of the structure was born you know in colombia and and here and particularly in berkeley and it got a lot of purchase and it, it it wasn't it wasn't put down i mean reagan when he was the governor of california accurately called them spoiled children who needed to be you know spanked and put in the corner for a time out but nobody else in the in the administrations, uh, university administrations, let them uh, repudiated them. They they encouraged them and promoted them and let them grow. And now they've become part of the faculty and part of the activist uh, factories that are churning out these uh, numbskulls. And I, I think there might be something to, also with the plasticity of the California Constitution. I mean, it's been amended. What? 700 times something like that it's it's literally it's literally the living constitution notion of what a constitution is which is to say no 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 constitution at all it's whatever the population decides in the moment and with with fluid rules like that determined by populist angst you're you're not going to have a stable system eventually you're going to devolve into this spoil system that we see today so you know, that's my sort of thumbnail sketch.
0: And it's interesting when looking at like locations like geographical (laughs) regions like California, um, which some people want to break into like six states, you know, because they're tired of LA, like determine LA and San Francisco picking all the uh, governors and representatives. But, um, you know, so one of the, Sort of semi-beautiful and tragic sort of ironies of the modern world is that because the intellectuals are the biggest villains, um, you have the like play, like the cosmopolitan cities being like the home of the best and worst elements of the culture. You have, of course, magnificent industry and achievement, and uh, you know obviously the buildings are very tall, which symbolizes a lot. All types of wonderful things happening, people enjoying what life can be. And at the same time, that's also where the intellectuals are so nihilistic and looking for any way they can undermine this achievement. Um, So you see uh, places like California, they're the best and worst places in so many ways. I mean, yeah,
2: and as I I said during one of our programs, I am a native here. I I was born in Pasadena, raised in Van Nuys, living in Valencia now. I've been here for 56 years, and I want to leave now. And I'm not the only one. Many of my friends who grew up here as well, went to school here, raised kids here, are leaving and want to leave.
0: That's amazing. (laughs) Um, Now we did an episode about leaving. Uh, I said I've chosen Texas. You said you were really leaning towards Ireland which was a whole new level of cali exit. That's like a whole yeah, new. I,
2: I was, but you know've been I've been having a distressing exchange with uh, anti-semites on my social media on Twitter um, and many of the disgusting anti-semites come from the UK and uh, particularly from Ireland, which is very disturbing. Um, and they're vicious anti-semites. vicious. So yeah. I'm, I'm second guessing.
1: Well, I was uh, about to suggest Greece, but if you have an issue with anti-Semites or uh, people with bad ideas, yeah, I don't know.
2: Taxes. Taxes. I just want to be left alone. Will the Greek, Greek government leave me alone? Okay, then no. <laughs>
0: That's
2: interesting. Except if they
1: give you the celebrity treatment that they give to people like Tom Hanks and stuff. So Greece now has this thing where they try to attract uh, digital nomads or people who, you know, they post on Twitter, my office for the day and it's the sea in front of which is beautiful. But so this government is uh, so if you can, if you can make use of this. uh, So Greece is one of the most beautiful countries, if you have a lot of money, and if you don't have to work in Greece. So if you live in Greece, but work abroad, it's it's blessed. Otherwise, mm, not really.
2: Yeah, I I love Greece. I have a friend who actually lives there and does that very thing lives lives there but uh, has a has a place in uh, new york and a and a place in greece and goes to greece uh quite often um but look uh, that just is uh, again that kind of setup, that two-tiered setup where the government sets up classes of privilege, ironically for the people who are screaming about privilege right now, I don't want to be in that group. I don't want to be the guy cutting in the front of the line and given all these privileges that everyone else doesn't have. I want to be in a place where the government leaves us all equally alone
0: yes and um you know the jews really do appreciate all of your support first with defending you know israel during the uh the violence and then for ruling out ireland sounds like based on their anti-semites on twitter uh yeah i hope the uh i hope the people the casting people over on those netflix uh israeli series are gonna (laughs) remember this type of support when it's time to cast the next uh tall white guy uh in the israeli series that they're producing
1: so. Um, who is one? Who is one of the biggest supporters of Gavin Newsom?
0: The,
1: In terms of say? money on the table,
0: Democrats, which a lot of them are Jewish, oh. is that
1: what you're getting at, or no,
0: no, <laughs> no? no. Netflix, <laughs> okay. the guy who runs. Oh, yeah. Netflix. Wow. I it's mean, again, best and worst of best and worst of crowds. You know, like the, some of those productive and. Uh, admirable people also just ha- are are carrying water for for their own destroyers and for some of the worst um, forces. I mean, but at, at, again, you know, you you can't. It's like you look to the right and you're disgusted. You look to the left and you're disgusted. You know, both sides of the aisle. And I know people are going to say, well, "Yeah, but one side of the aisle is worse than the other." Maybe be true but to a lot of people they just can't go anywhere near um let's say uh what the republican party looks like to them right now because to them it's anti it's anti-science they see it as anti um individualistic through their own prism they see it as anti-woman anti-gay so a lot of people they're going to be democrats no matter what and you know ask yourself why is that why do you think productive silicon valley and uh titans of industry and in various industries are constantly giving their money and vote to the democrat party no matter how disgusting the democrat party gets and ask yourself is the republican party um offering something that speaks to these people's values right and
2: and i think you has said it really well when when the, the right embraces evangelical christianity um the left that predominantly is rational and intellectual and secular uh, finds it really, really hard to identify that with that, especially when you see the crazy lengths that that group of people will go to violate rights in their own in their own way. So uh, I think we are the ones, the secular alternative that we can turn the people from Silicon Valley around, but it's going to take some time. Well, and look, I think Netflix, Netflix probably has practical reasons too. It's not just, it's may, maybe there's these deeper philosophical reasons that they fear the Republicans are going to bring in Uh, some anti-rights, racist or nationalistic seeming uh, um, government, you know, like uh, Handmaid's Tale, but it's also a fact that, that that's the administration that exists right now it's the administration that seems highly unlikely that it will be unseated and the administration that netflix has to deal with when they're trying to get tax breaks and deals for filming around the state around the state of california and i i did a show for four years that netflix did that was filmed up north in um uh, in uh the napa valley so i can't imagine that they'd be able to do business with the political elite against them so they yes. got to take They got to take
0: care of themselves. That's a great point. When we have a lobby system, where we have a a system where politicians pick winners and losers, then, of course, people will end up donating to a politician for more than just their ideology. Um, And of course, people end up blaming the businessmen above all else in every case. (laughs) Oh, look at the corruption, the businessmen, these millionaires and billionaires, they're buying our political system. Well, they were put in that position where they need to pay to play. They need to pay to do business. The problem is the lobby system. We need capitalism, which means you uh, you you pay for your cost of running a business, but the politicians are not going to help or hurt you either way. Hey, Uh, to
2: me, uh, to me, uh, the gun is where the power is, not the money, the gun. So that's why that's why the politicians should be blamed, not not the people who are trying to pay off the gun so that the gun isn't trained on them.
0: Yes, I agree. The politicians have the gun, and of course, we need to also then remember uh, who who elected these politicians and demanded this policy. It, it's the voters. And where do the voters uh, get their, in, their values, their influence from? Largely from influential people in the culture, such as artists and obviously teachers, preachers. All roads ultimately lead, in my opinion, to the classroom and specifically the philosophy classroom, the, the place you would least suspect the place you would expect is the most trivial and unimportant and is actually, I think, the fountainhead of the culture. So my friends, that is where the battle will be waged and won. And we've got one philosopher in mind who I think uh, can solve a lot of these problems, but you'll never guess who she is. Uh, I'll give you a hint, look at the title of this network. All right, we
1: cut, we cut, We cut these people too much slack, I think. So Netflix has a role to play in the culture and it's not that they find themselves on the back it's like enthusiastically giving three million people to the wo- to one of the worst expression of the ideas of the democratic party today i don't see it as an act of self-defense i see it as an act of endorsement so again could
2: that could be as
1: as Hank and says gentlemen i'm sorry i'm sorry i have to save your neck something like that he says to his fellow businessmen so out of principle yes we have to defend these people against the government but morally i think they've already thrown away any tool they have to to in terms of defense they they're actually saying please come and destroy us and when it happens it will happen
0: and Aline with two dollars says politicians should not have favors to sell that's exactly right the politicians job should not be to regulate incentivize nor tax or anything like that uh we need capitalism individual rights from start to finish um and that's exactly uh what we're hoping to see uh all right everybody coming up at 7 p.m uk time physics by phone on clubhouse with amanda maxim and then at eight on this channel the Rand center uk we've got HBTV, that's Harry Binswanger TV. And the topic today is the evil of preventive law. Preventive law. This is a big one, folks. Uh, People might think, oh, big deal, just don't smoke crack and you'll be fine. (laughs) Well, what we end up with, and I'd love Larry Elder to come on the show and talk about this, but I have a feeling he won't. Um, You have a, a, a police force whose primary focus is arresting drug dealers, and good luck getting them to investigate a complaint involving an actual violation of rights. And that in turn leads to various other ripple effects in the culture that are almost impossible to solve. So I think we need to really take this seriously. Um, And you can look forward to much more of that. Thank you, everybody. I guess we'll jump over to Clubhouse now. Thank you all for the-
2: I I just wanna say real quick for any Californians out there watching, recall Gavin Newsom
0: all right there it is official uh, sort of anti-endorsement by mark on this show uh please netflix do not punish him for his views in the future casting all right um i was defending them
2: but you know, you know yeah they, they you, you can def- hold did. they can hold whatever uh, ideology they want
0: yes and they, I, and,
2: and they better think the same of me otherwise i'll think they're crummy
0: exactly right and that's what america is all about for yeah. now Please everybody uh, join us on Clubhouse here in just a moment. And thank you all for the super chats. Please consider becoming an Iron Rand Century UK member. Link in the description and in the chat. Thank you, Mark. Thank you, Nikos. See you all tomorrow
1: and goodbye.